this time in baseball, it's so unpredictable. It could change at any second and go with it and do things that you wouldn't normally do because that opportunity could not be there the next week, the next month. You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences, but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hey guys, welcome. Welcome. We have a very special guest and our first player's wife, which I'm really excited about. This is Alex Romine. I'm nervous. I'm the first player's wife, but I'll try to do my best. Tell us a little bit about yourself because we are so eager to get to know you. Okay, yeah. My name's Alexandria Romine. I go by Alex. My husband's name is Austin Romine, and he is currently the catcher for the Detroit Tigers. This is his first season with them. Previously, he was with the Yankees, and before the Tigers this year, he's been with the Yankees. That was kind of like his whole career so he was drafted by them and he went up through their system but we met in high school I was a sophomore he was a senior I really knew nothing about baseball um, and he comes from a baseball family so for me it was kind of all new territory and I just kind of had to like learn as I go which there's a lot to learn but <laughs> I still don't know everything so yeah that's kind of where it started and she's missing a huge component. She has three kiddos. So not only is she like superwoman over there, but she's also super mom. So you've got three kiddos and the oldest is how old? So my, our oldest is Benjamin and he is seven. And then we have Kinley and she will be six in September. And then Henry will be two in October. Oh, such cute ages though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, so Benjamin and Kinley are pretty close together. They're about 19 months apart, which we didn't do on purpose. And so that was kind of a lot at first. And so um, we kind of took a little break and we had like a four year gap before we had our little guy. So when obviously he's probably playing baseball in high school. So you kind of got a little bit of a preview of like, oh, wow, there's a lot of games that go on. There's a lot of traveling, things like that. So after high school, did you go to different colleges and then go on from there? Or how did that how did that work? Yeah, so he, um, we actually, so when we, when we met in 2007, that was his senior year, and uh, we met in February and started dating, and then he was actually drafted that June in 2007, and so pretty much after he graduated high school, he went and he played uh, rookie ball, which is like a short season, and he played that in Florida, and then from there, it just kind of kept going every year. So then that off season, which is technically our off season in baseball is the winter time. So it's like, depending on playoffs, it's like October, November, December, January. And he went to the Dominican Republic for his first winter ball experience when he was 18. And so it just kind of, we went from high school baseball and like only knowing each other for a few months and dating into full on minor league professional and our first five years of our relationship was all long distance because I still had, he went straight from high school to pro ball. So I still had two years of high school to finish because I was only a sophomore. And then I did two years of a junior college and I did actually a year of nursing school before I got pregnant with our son. So those first like five years, we were long distance. 
That's crazy. So how did you make it work? Did you go visit for like short periods of time when you had time or like, did you guys try to see each other every month or what was your schedule looking like at that point? It was really hard. Um, I think because my parents, like we were not a baseball family. We knew nothing about baseball. So to them, it was really foreign. And I was really young, which looking back, I'm like, I understand where they were coming from. Like, and having a daughter, I'm like, no way would I let my daughter do any of that stuff. So like for us, it was hard, but we saw each other when we could. I went on like one trip with his family. And then my mom took me out one time in the summer to visit. Um, I went one time with my grandpa had a work trip. And so it was just worked out that he's going to be in the same area that Austin was in. And so I was able to go and visit him like for that time. So we just kind of, it was really hard, but we talked a lot on the phone and we just kind of did what we could to get by because we knew we wanted to be together. And so this was just what we had to do until we could be together all the time. So it was hard, but we just kind of did what we had to do. I'm just like in awe, like listening to that story. That is just so incredible. And it sounds like you guys went like a couple months, like apart then, if you're like planning all these trips and having to communicate over the phone. But it does sound like you were like, even though you were in a relationship, you were independent at the very beginning. So like you had spent a lot of time separate from your significant other. So how did you, was there like a moment where you're like, okay, well, baseball is not going anywhere. Like we're going to have to be in this for a while. So how did you like form your own identity with this whole baseball side? Because that's a lot. Yeah, I think for me, it was different because we spent the first part of our relationship being apart. And so I kind of, even though he was playing baseball, like, and I was his support system from afar, I kind of had my own thing because I had high school and high school activities and then college. And I was working on being becoming a nurse and going to nursing school and so I had that to kind of form my own my own thing and then when I became a mom it kind of changed because I had the perspective of what I wanted for my family and our family unit and we were lucky enough that he got a signing bonus when he signed so we had enough money to be able to at that point I could travel with him. And I, I started it off thinking like, well, we've been doing long distance for so long. Like it's not that big of a deal. Like I can continue going to nursing school, having a baby, like doing it. And like, we can make it work. We've made it work, you know, this far. But once I had my son, I just couldn't keep him away from Austin. And like we just couldn't be apart. And so luckily I quit school and I traveled with him with the baby, but it just became like, my identity was kind of in being a mom and being a spouse and letting that be kind of what I did and being able to have my son be around dad all the time. Because for us, we've always tried to in all of this, even in like minor leagues, major leagues, however we've been, family has always been first and it's our family unit and whatever we can do to keep us together as much as possible and somewhat normal because baseball is not really normal, but you just kind of try to find the normal. Yeah. And that's crazy. So did you move then to New York at that point when you had Benjamin or were you still in California? Because if everyone doesn't know, she's from California. So <laughs> New yeah, York I is a little bit far. I kind of skipped that part. Yeah. But um, so we, we went to high school together. So we, we both live in California. Both of our families are in California. And so for us, we always kind of kept because off season is three ish months depending on certain things but we always kept California as our home base so in the off season which it always seemed crazy to people like wait 
you act you like you live in California, but technically you spend the least amount of time there, which is true. But for us, the way that his career went every single season, we never knew. Like, yes, he was with the Yankees in their organization, but we never knew where he was going to be. We didn't know what level he was going to be at, what city he was going to be in. And so for us, that was like our little bit of normal to keep California as home base and always come back in the off season. And that way too, like anywhere we were during the year, we could come back home if I needed to, or like if he went on a long road trip that I wasn't going to go on, I would go home and like visit grandparents and things like that. And just to have help in the off season. Also, Florida for spring was, it was always Florida. And so we would go and it's always just like temporary. Um, we do like Airbnbs or short, uh, short-term rentals and things like that. But we just never knew where we were going to go at any point in time. So for us, it kept it kind of normal to keep California at home, even though technically we spent the least amount of time there, but we did travel with him. <laughs> so did, so basically you're living somewhere temporarily, like out of the year. So you are moving into, with all the kiddos, right? Moving into that location. I guess most people don't realize that is that you literally, that's awesome that you have that home base because your kids probably recognize that too. As they get older, they're like, oh, we're going home, home, like California, because I just, wow, I don't think people realize that is that you just pick up and wherever he lives so your family can be together. It's a temporary home for like eight months out of the year, right? Yeah. So it's, um, we call it like the kids would always say like, oh, we're going home, home, which is California. And then we have like our baseball home. And so Austin uh, reports early for spring training because he's a catcher. So catchers and pitchers report a little bit early. So we would always, Benjamin's birthday is February 2nd. And so we would stay home for his birthday. And then after that, we would go to Florida. And so we would be in Florida for like the end of February, March. And then depending on when the season started, um, we would go to wherever the season was going to be for then April, May, June, July, August, September. The Yankees usually went into the playoffs. So he would, towards the end of our like in the beginning we he didn't go up but towards the end he'd go up for the playoffs and be on the roster so it would go into kind of like October ish and then we would come home in the offseason that is so crazy so you need to talk to us about okay so packing up these three kids taking them like with you wherever you go because obviously dad's like off he's at the facility you know he's doing his thing so how do you do that how do you make it work yeah, so for us, it was a little bit different. I think if we had, um, if he was closer to home and like we were going to a place where we could drive, I would probably do a lot more and take a lot more. But for us, California is so far from Florida and pretty much anywhere in the minor league system, it was all like East Coast. So for us, it was so far away and flying was really our only option. So I got to where we would pack a suitcase, like I would have my suitcase and the kids would have theirs and I would put their things. And then you kind of just, as you go, the things that you need, you end up just kind of getting and just keeping it minimal um, just because at the drop of a hat, it can change and you have to go somewhere else. And most of the time when that happens, he is off and with the team or they're sending him or wherever. And I'm left to kind of pick up the pieces and like juggle around how we're going to move and get the kids to where we need to go. So minimal was always, always try to keep it minimal. <laughs> So I could control most of it. My mind is like blown right I know, now. Right? <laughs> I just I'm like I'm learning so much, and I know that all our listeners are probably like, "Whoa!" Like this is just a whole new world. And so, 
I just, I'm imagining you going through all that and how do you, so how do you stay positive? Like you're, he's going to go play baseball somewhere new and you're like left with all these pieces, which I'm sure you've figured it out over time, but is there like a mindset that you set? Like, okay, like this chapter's done. We're on to the next, the next spot with three kiddos and all these things. Yeah, I kind of just tried to focus because baseball, what I learned, it was hard in the beginning, especially with little ones. And I would get very overwhelmed and being in places that I wasn't comfortable with and like by myself. But I kind of just had to get to a point where baseball is so out of your control. And I would think it was going to go one way and it would completely go the opposite direction. And I kind of just had to get to a, a state of like, what is this teaching me? What am I learning from this? What can I take from this? and kind of make it a positive. And I think having the kids really helped because letting them see in their eyes, like, yes, we have to change and this is gonna change, but it's something exciting we get to look forward to and we can make it fun and what, how can we make it fun and what ways can we do that? So not letting myself get overwhelmed and just kind of figuring it out as I go kind of was the best way that I could kind of handle those situations. And so, okay, so now that you have all these kiddos, you have everything going on, how do you guys make time for yourself for your relationship. I know that you said you have a lot of like help when you're back home in California, but what about when you guys are on the road? Do you guys like try to make a date night or do something just for you two? So it's easier off season, obviously, because that's what kind of why we stay with our home base, being home with having family. Um, it's a lot easier and we're on like a normal schedule, but in season we try to stay on Austin's schedule so that we can have more time with him. And so for, for us, it's been, the same way that we try to find pockets of family time with the kids, we try to find little pockets where we can get time because I don't, I don't trust very many people. So for me, it was always hard to leave my kids with someone that I didn't know, especially in a place that I wasn't comfortable with. So for me, it was, you know, taking him to drive him to the field and it being the kids all fall asleep in the car. And we have that time, just the two of us where we're, you know, talking about things. And for us, that was, we always had one car and would take him and drop him off, whether we went to the game or not, just because it's that extra little pocket of time to spend together. And so just like finding those little moments or giving the kids an activity or, you know, having them eat and us going in the other room, just little pockets of time is really all we can do in the season. I think that's so good to look at it that way, just because it's like every chapter I feel like is so different. And like when you don't have kids, it's different time. And then when you do, it's like finding that time, just no matter what it is to make it work when you do go to the game. So there is some that all kiddos go to the game. So how is there like a trick that you do to keep them entertained? Because nine innings is a lot. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, it is a really long game. And I think like as my son has gotten older, he has more interest in the game. But when they were little and in the minor league, some of the stadiums had little family rooms where you could take them just to like blow off steam, let them run around. But I think for me, my biggest thing was snack, snacks, snacks, snacks. Like my bag would just be full of all kinds of snacks and you're done with one. Here's another one. Um, <laughs> and just like little things that they make really cool, like water where you can like color with just water and it's like a little booklet stuff that's made for in the car that kids can do for like car activities those work really good for games and then just having an open mind and knowing that at some point there's going to be one child that has a meltdown somewhere you're going to get an evil look from somebody it's just going to happen you just kind of like roll with it kind of like anything else with the baseball life but taking breaks like snacks and snacks and then breaks to just kind of like walk around and explore the stadium 
and just like letting them walk around and kind of be free to some extent, even though it's crowded and those places <laughs> give me anxiety, but um, just kind of having patience with it all because it does get crazy. And some stadiums in the minor leagues like didn't have changing tables. And so I would be like in the bathroom, like changing them on my lap. And it got harder the more kids because I'm like, don't touch anything. Like this is the bathroom, <laughs> it's dirty. Like keep your hands on your head. Like nobody touch anything, it's so gross. Um, so just, you know, doing the best you can with what you got really. Okay, so now that you like had quarantine time, what was that like? So you had all of this time with dad, like was it super, super awesome? And now you're like trying to get back into your routine being like, hey, this isn't the normal guys. Like, Yeah, it was, it was hard, the transition to having him here for even longer than we're used to. It was hard to transition to like, well, dad's going to leave. The kids have had a difficult time with it, especially right now because we can't really visit. Or there's just too many unknowns and I don't, they don't really know what it's going to look like or how the season is really going to unfold. So for us, we're staying home and I'm just trying to keep them busy. My parents have a pool, which is really nice. So we come over here and they go in the pool and stuff like that, but just kind of keeping them distracted from it. But it was really nice to have that time and kind of have a normal life, but not really normal because of all the restrictions and things, but we did the best we could and finding different ways to kind of get ready for the season he did some drills with Benjamin in the backyard which was really cute to see because they don't get to do that often so that was fun I mean just for someone that is starting out you are a well-seasoned woman like I just am like taking all this in I'm like wham I could talk to you for hours listening about all this advice but what would you tell someone that's like getting into this back like when you know you were your high school self you know or even college self getting started in this what would you say I would just say, you know, you just have to follow your heart and your gut and just go with it. And even when, because there's going to be people, there were family members that like did not understand like why I was doing that. My friends in high school were like, why are you, why are you in this relationship? Like, why are you doing this? And I think just following your heart and knowing you just have to do whatever is best for you and your significant other, whether you're married, whether you have kids, whether you're not, and just what's important to you. And for me, I just kind of was like, well, you know, we're just going to do this and roll with it. And however it ends, it ends. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's kind of in the beginning. That's kind of how I faced it. Like, we're going to try this long distance thing and we're going to do our best, knowing that we just wanted to be together and then rolling it into like family life and just following your heart is the only thing I can really tell people. And because people are going to be confused, they're not going to understand, but you know in your heart why you're doing it and what it means to you. And this time in baseball, at least for baseball, I can't speak to really any other sport, but it's so unpredictable. It could change at any second and go with it and do things that you wouldn't normally do because that opportunity could not be there the next week, the next month. And I would always like in the beginning, I'd be like, oh, well, I'll go on that trip like next year. But then next year may not even, you may not even be in the same place or have that same opportunity. So doing things that you wouldn't normally do too. <laughs> My other thought that comes to mind is since you are picking up and moving locations so many times and people don't always understand like what you're saying, your, your friends back home or family, like in the beginning. So are there women that you have found that you like lean against and they get it because they're in that, you know, they're with that organization and you have found, Hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. I would say that's probably the best part is that wherever you are, there's always another spouse or 
family in the minor leagues there's usually with certain teams that you're on there's a lot of resources for people in the community because they're usually in like little small towns where there's a lot of people that you know want to help but those significant others and we all kind of band together because we get it and we understand what it's like to live this life and so finding those people that you can hang out with when they're on the road and you're not going to go for us it was hard because we were younger with with kids and a lot of the guys that were our age didn't have kids, but for the most part, we could find people that, you know, didn't mind <laughs> hanging out with me with our kids and things like that. But just I, the baseball community, that's one thing that I really love about it is we all kind of support each other and get together when we can. I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this stuff, but I think we might have to do a follow-up with you because this was just so awesome. We really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of good feedback and questions, but thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting you. It was super fun. I love, I love talking about this stuff. I think it's just such a unique lifestyle and so many people, they have this like idea of what sports is and like living in it. And they have no idea a lot of what goes on and the things that are involved and just being able to do it. Yeah. Well, that's why we have you because you're being a light. You're teaching everybody that, hey, this is not what you think. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.